invite you to join us for a half hour of inspiration, sharing, and teaching in a new program of Orthodox Christian Renewal. This comes as an outreach of the Logos Ministry for Orthodox Renewal, headquartered in Fort Wayne, Indiana. The founder of this ministry of faith is Father Eusebius Stefanu, Greek Orthodox priest, author, and evangelist, who's been called by God out of pastoral and professorial posts to proclaim the end-time message of salvation, healing, and deliverance in Jesus Christ. Father Stefanu comes to share a message of love and hope with both those who've never known Christ and those who are already members of the church but have never experienced the fullness of God's redeeming grace and healing power. At the close of the program, we will give you the address where you can write our evangelist. And now, our speaker and host, Father Eusebius Stefanu. God has a blessing for you today. You have a need, and he wants to meet that need. I want to welcome you to another broadcast on Orthodox Christian Awakening. It's time for fellowship again. It's time to enter into that divine presence. Yes, it's time to sit at the feet of the Master, Jesus Christ. Come and join me in the next half hour and together let's hear his words of salvation healing and victory this is really what orthodoxy is all about some people try to be good orthodox Christians what does it all mean orthodoxy is really living the victory that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ it's that victory over sin victory over temptation over fear, over sickness. And dear friend, I want to help you find the key to that victorious life. No matter who you are, you may be an Orthodox, you may be a Catholic or Protestant, or you might not belong to any church. Possibly you have never known Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord. So I'm calling upon you too. Let's all go to Jesus right now. We all need him. We all need a greater measure of his grace and of his power. Because, dear friend, who else can we turn to? Who else can we turn to for the answers to all of the needs and all of the problems that we face in life? There's no one else we can turn to except the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, because He's the way, the truth, and the life. I want to turn to uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 6, uh, verse 68, where many of the followers of Jesus at this time were ready to turn their back to Jesus. Somehow they did not, they could not accept his teaching, which he had uh, expounded on just before, and they walked away. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life and that's exactly what I'm trying to say dear friend who can we turn to who else is there 
I can't think of anyone that has the eternal answer to man's, uh, the meaning of man's life and to the, the answer to the, to the question of the destiny of man. Can we turn to the philosophers? Can we turn to the experts in sociology and psychology? Oh, dear friend, who can be more of an expert on human success and happiness than God himself, the creator of man? Yes, dear friend, I want to tell you there's no other source to turn to except the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. His words are spirit and they are life, as he himself said. In other words, Jesus puts the Holy Spirit into your life. He infuses that divine breath, the divine life, into your personality. And he infuses life into your existence because, oh, there are many people today that are not living. They're just vegetating. They're just living. They're really not, they're just existing. They're really not living because they don't know Jesus as the source of that divine life and the source of that redeeming life. We need to talk about the spiritual life because man lives both the physical life and the spiritual life. He's, he's twofold. He's a twofold uh, individual. And uh, the words, remember, the words that Jesus speaks to us do not constitute simply moral and spiritual instruction and guidance for, for Christian conduct of living. No, that's not what we find in God's Word. Not simply a way of life. God's Word is spiritual seed. In other words, God's Word has in it a tremendous spiritual power. It's not simply a word on the page or a word that's spoken and uttered vocally, but it has in it the power to do its own work, to produce salvation and to bring about healing. So as seed, God's word germinates in the heart of the individual that hears, that listens. God's word germinates. What does it germinate? The very presence of God because it comes out of the, the mouth of the Lord. The Word releases power. Dear friend, there is something tremendous about God's Word. It releases a redeeming power, a healing power that you need, that you need today. It releases a power for deliverance from demonic oppression. You may be emotionally disturbed. Maybe you have an emotional problem. Maybe you're suffering from nervousness or from some kind of a oppression. Jesus can set you free from that. How? By the power that is released from his word. And I want to tell you today, if you have no assurance about your personal, personal salvation, God's word will release saving power into your life. You may be a member of the church, and yet you lack that inner conviction and inner certainty that if you were to die today, you would go to heaven. God wants to give you that certainty, that assurance. God's word will be salvation seed for you. My beloved, I'll tell you, I used to read the Bible for many, many years. 
But only in the last few years has God shown me that the words in Scripture are bearers and conveyors of tremendous spiritual power and not simply conveyors of theological meaning and just, you know, words for spiritual and moral instruction. But that there's something supernatural about God's word. That there's, there's a spiritual force hidden in every word that comes out of the mouth of the Lord. Now I want to turn to a scripture. The book of uh, Peter, Peter 1, chapter 1, the first epistle of Peter, chapter 1, verse uh, 23. Peter speaks about God's word as seed. And I want to read this uh, particular verse. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. And Jesus, in fact, in the parable of the sower, says that the seed that the sower sows is the word of God. And God's word multiplies many times over, a hundredfold. There is a hidden power within the seed, within the word of God. So that redeeming and healing power in the word is the Holy Spirit himself. And this is what I want to explain again, that the spiritual force that's hidden in the word of God in the scripture is the power of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus tells us about that in the Gospel of John, chapter 6, verse 63. He speaks about the power that's hidden in the Word. And he puts it this way, and I read from that scripture. The Gospel of John. It is the Spirit that quickeneth. In other words, that gives life, that enlivens. It's the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profit, profiteth nothing. It's the spirit, in other words, in God's word that releases and communicates spiritual life. And that's what quickens, that's what enlivens. Whereas the flesh profits nothing. And the flesh of the word is the word of God, in other words, it's the external part of the word which falls to the senses, either the sense of sight or to the sense of hearing. But it's the, the Holy Spirit that counts that's hidden in the word, and that is the prophets and makes the difference. And it's the Holy Spirit that's hidden in the word of God that makes God's word effective and operative in your life. Many people read the Bible, but they experience nothing. And I want to confess to you that for many years I used to read the Bible, but I never really until recently received the fullness of the power from God's Word. Because I always thought the Bible was simply a source of theological truth, of 
knowledge, you see, of knowledge concerning man's uh, purpose and the nature of God concerning the relationship between God and man. But now I can see that there is a supernatural, a heavenly power that is released in God's word for salvation and for healing of all of our needs. Dear friend, probably you've never taken God's word seriously enough. You, maybe you've read the Bible and you've heard it just for a little inspiration. Maybe you go to the Bible for a little uplift. You hear it probably when you go to church. But you've really missed the most important part, the redeeming and healing power of the Word. And I want to help you experience the power of the Holy Spirit that is released into your life by God's Word. And I praise God that He showed me that power in 1972 when he filled me with his Holy Spirit and he revolutionized my entire life and ministry. The Bible since that time has meant something much different. It's really come alive for me since that experience I had with the Lord. And I'm not talking theory nor mere theology here. It's been a real experience for me for the last, past six years. And we need to restore the centrality of Scripture in our life because the ignorance of the Word of God can create many, many evils in our life. In fact, I want to quote to you uh, from uh, one of the church fathers, St. John Chrysostom, said at one time, not to know the scriptures is the cause of all evils. And I want to even say it in the original Greek. Tomi idenetas grafas etia pandon ton kakon estin. It isn't enough to respect and venerate the Bible and to kiss it. Oh, I like to kiss my Bible every time I pick it up. And I like to burn incense maybe in front of it too, like we do in church. But we need to open it too, and to study it, to meditate on it, and to experience the presence of God and the power of God as we feed on God's Word. Because there is supernatural power that's conveyed in the Word of God. We read in Psalm 107, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Now, there, there is an indication of the healing power of, of the word. He sent his word and healed them, you see. There's healing power in the word of God. Make no mistake about it, friend. The divine word is your best preventative against sickness and disease. And I like to uh, dwell on that at further length sometime in the future. I don't have time today to extend myself on this subject, but it is your most effective weapon against Satan. St. Paul calls the word of God the sword of the Spirit. When you speak God's word, you're actually communicating the Holy Spirit. 
in all of his divine power. And you're more effective against the temptations of the devil and against his assault when you wield that sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You might be keeping that bottle with vitamins on your dinner table to ensure your good health. Or it might be a medicine bottle with pills. They're always there to remind you that you have to take them for your healing or for your health. But I tell you, friend, that God has a better and more effective medicine and preventative for you and a guarantee of good health. And that is His Word. And one of the most revealing scriptures that God has made, made alive to me uh, recently is in Proverbs chapter 4. Uh, I believe that's verse 20. It says there, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Oh, dear friend, that really excites me. Did you hear that? Let me say that again. Life to them that find his sayings and health to all their flesh. Nothing could be more unequivocal and clearer. Remember that it is the word of God that makes the sacraments of the church more efficacious because it makes the people in the church more inwardly receptive to the sacramental grace. The sacraments are not magical in their effect on the believer. In fact, they can even be unto our damnation if we partake in them without spiritual preparation. Listen, dear friend, from morning till night, you continually hear various things over radio, TV, or from other persons friends or relatives that very possibly tear down your faith. You hear negative words that do not minister to your spiritual or physical life. They do not possibly build up your faith because the wrong things that we hear can create unbelief in our heart and our life. That's why I want to tell you today, take the word of God more seriously. Mean business with God and his word because when God is real to us, his word is real. Learn to commit to memory verses of Scripture that relate directly to your personal need today. Say them aloud as often as possible. You will release a, a spiritual power in your life. But don't restrict the word to the level of your intellect. Some people read the Bible only intellectually. But let the word descend down into a lower level. Let the word of God sink all the way down into your heart. And there it will merge and fuse with your spirit. Your heart will identify with it. Once that occurs, then you have reached the stage where you can experience the supernatural power of God. Then you can say you have entered into a realm and dimension that makes heaven's resources available to you. O oh Lord Jesus, to whom shall we go? like Peter said. And I want to say the same thing. Jesus, to whom can I go? You have everything I need. Dear friend, confess that to the Lord today. And God will honor you for that and bless you for it. Man will always fail you. Man will disappoint you. Don't lean on the arm of flesh. Jesus 
will take you out of that religious rut. You will change your life. He is the word of God made flesh and he can never let you down. Dear friend, God's word is spirit and God's word is life. And I want to help you today to make God's word, word come alive because the word of God is not dead. It's not inert. It's not an in, inert, lifeless utterance. But it bears within it the power of God. Jesus is real because his word is real. And I am asking you today to open your heart to Jesus, the word of God. He wants to come into your heart. If you've never known Jesus as your personal Savior, I want you to receive him right now into your heart. Ask him to come into your life as your personal Savior. And turn to his word and begin to consume his word. Feed on God's word. Learn to just eat his word and let it become part of you. In other words, identify with God's word. Assimilate. Let your spirit, let your heart absorb and receive God's word. And I want to pray for you today. I want to pray for you. And before I pray, I want you to just open your heart to the Lord and be yielding. Be yielding to the Lord completely. Be receptive and responsive because Jesus is going to give you a blessing right now. You just turn your need over to him. Close your eyes gently and open your heart to Jesus. Stop turning to substitutes. Take the real thing. Receive Jesus into your heart. Bow your head right now. Father, we thank you for your word, for Jesus, and for the precious blood he shed on Calvary's cross. Lord, Touch that man and that woman, that boy or girl that's listening to me now. Make the word of Jesus come alive in their hearts. Don't let them die before they get to know you, Jesus, as their personal Savior. And I rebuke every pain and sickness that is afflicting that man and that woman out there. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you, Satan, to loose that man or woman. Amen. That's right. Jesus gives us that redeeming power and that release. He sets us free. He sets us free. And he's setting you free right now. Just begin to thank him. Begin to praise him and to say, thank you, Lord, for your redeeming love. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me, a sinner. I praise you, Lord, because you're setting me free right now from that bondage. And you're ministering to my physical need. Thank you, Lord, that you're taking that sickness from my body. Just begin to thank him. Walk by faith, not by sight. In other words, stand on God's word right now. 
Because remember what he said. That my sayings are life to them that find them. Now, if you want to have life and to have life in abundance, just seek his sayings and stand on the sayings of the Lord and seek his word because he says, it says there in scripture that my words, my words are health to all their flesh. Receive that divine health right now from God's throne. He's pouring it out right now and he's communicating his healing, redeeming grace and power to you out there, dear friend, just surrender your need to him and turn your burden over to him completely, completely. Jesus is real and he loves you and he wants to manifest that love to you right now. And as this program comes to a close, just continue to receive and to praise him. That's the secret to receiving his blessing. Just claim his promises and stand on his word because his promises are eternal and they are unfailing. And let me know if you have received a blessing from this telecast, write me this week. Your letter will bring me a lot of joy. Your letter this week will bring me a lot of encouragement to, to press on and to continue with this broadcast, this telecast. Write me. And tell me how this program is blessing you. And continue to seek the Lord and, and to wait upon him. Because like it says in the Bible, God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Continue, dear friend, to seek him diligently. Claiming his promises, holding on to his word, and responding to that wonderful and marvelous love that Jesus has for you. Until next time, God's richest blessing be with you. We thank you for having joined Father Stefano in this new broadcast of Inspiration and Faith. We hope you will tune in again next week for another half hour of Orthodox Renewal. This program is made possible by the free will offerings of the viewers. Your prayerful and financial support is vital to the continuance of this telecast. <laughs>